What's up, tribe? This is Aaron, and I'm just checking in here before we get started on this really, really good, powerful conversation that we have for you, just to let you know that over the next couple of weeks, um, the Aerial Tribe Live Committed will be taking a bit of a break. Uh, part of us living our best life is knowing when to prioritize what in our life. And so uh, we are both going to be traveling and um, the summer is very full. Uh, and so uh, we're going to be taking a couple of weeks off. We'll be back with lots and lots and lots of more great content. We've got tons of great episodes in the queue. But uh, until then, enjoy this episode and uh, let us know how you're processing everything that you're learning here on this or any of our episodes, Jason at Ariel-Tribe.com or Aaron at Ariel-Tribe.com. And, and we just want to say we really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you uh, following and liking and sharing the podcast. We appreciate the responses that we're getting. We appreciate just the fact that you would take time to listen to things that mean a ton to us. And so uh, we just want to let you know, uh, we love you guys. We appreciate everything that you're doing to try to live your best version of yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And we're honored to be able to help you in that journey. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Aerial Tribe community where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are gonna equal results in their life. On this podcast, we wanna provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? Hello, tribe. We're back. We're back. Yet another episode. <laughs> I'm here with Aaron, and I'm Jason, and we're back. So hope everybody is doing great today. Um, today is an exciting topic. So Aaron, I, I'll tell you, I don't know what happened over the weekend or what, how many cups <laughs> of coffee you had today, but uh, you know, normally just for those that are listening, you know, we kind of bounce ideas off about kind of what, what's on our heart, and um, we kind of discuss it, wrestle with it, and and ultimately try to bring value to you, um, the listener that are part of this tribe, and so. This is, this is all Aaron today, and I love the topic, um, and so we're going to talk about masculinity. <laughs> masculinity. Masculinity, and, and, you know, I think just to kind of start off, like, what about this topic was put heavy on your heart um, that you want to talk about today? Yeah, well, I, I thanks, for, thanks for giving me the credit on this. I think this is something we both care about, right? A lot. Um, and so I, I just, for me, this is something that, I believe that we have a masculinity crisis in our country, and that's strong language, but I think it's a big deal. It's there is a crisis, hundred percent. Yeah, and I, and I, I I as I observe culture, what happens is men don't know how to be men. Like they don't. And, and as soon as I say that people are going to get their hackles up, I know that, but I, I hope that even if you disagree with that statement, at least on the surface, listen to the whole episode here and see yeah. if we can't um, at least find some common ground where we can stand. You know that from, from little kids, uh, 
boys and girls are different. Now, anytime that I say that, that's a that's a gross generality. And are there going to be exceptions to the rule? Yeah. Are there going to be boys like play with dolls? Yeah, there are. Yeah. There are. But we're not talking about um, whether or not men need to have bravado or they need to have swagger and they need to be cock of the walk or, you know, we're yeah. not talking about that, What we're talking about is what is masculinity? Because what's happening is, um, we have this culture where, uh, either it, kids are raised in single parent homes, which is way too frequent Yeah, and, and shout out to the single parents yeah. like for heaven's sake. That's a lot. That is a lot to do. And I, I cannot imagine having raised our kids without, uh, a, a partner to partner, do it with. That'd be tough. Gosh, I just, I just am, I admire single moms and single dads and, uh, and how they do that. But the problem is you get, you get one side of the coin. I, I think like we need to see what femininity looks like as well. Um, we, but we need to see what masculinity looks like. And so what happens is you have the single parent home where you don't, you don't get both sides of the coin. And, um, Please, if you're a single parent, don't don't hear that as a shame call or anything. That's not it at all. I'm just saying this is part of what contributes to to men not knowing what a what is a model of a man. Like, yeah. what does that look like? And to to have, especially when you have a single parent who's um, their their partner bailed out on them, they just like that's not even a good example. Yeah, and I think you know, just listening to you, just this past weekend, we celebrated Mother's Day, mm -hmm. right? And it's, I think it goes in the other direction that you know, there's 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 beauty that comes from femininity, like you know what women bring to this world, just like masculinity brings. And you have to ha you have to understand both, right? You have to have both in order for it to be understood and to be modeled. So I just wanted to say that yeah. because I think that's kind of part of this discussion is people are listening to this. Yeah. And you know, it, what's interesting, uh, part of what um, sparked this idea for me, it's an ongoing nagging reality for me. I, I just see it all, all over the place. But um, we had a, a couple of gals who lead a life group in our church that um, came up to me and their life group is uh, dominantly men. It's it, there. So these, these gals are single, they're in their thirties and they're leading this group and there's some other females in there, but there's the majority of the people that are in the group are, are male and none of the males want to step up and lead. And, and they're very, these girls are very frustrated. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, they're afraid to say anything. And I'm like, of course they are. Like the, if, if a man steps up and gives an opinion, he gets shot down yeah. as toxic. And, and so, and I said, yeah. you know, what's funny is I believe that if these guys understood, if they would just step up and lead, how that would change their conversation about how women feel about them. And, and both of the girls were like, oh my gosh, yes. Like they're, they want a strong male figure, not a... Not a toxic yeah. male figure, but a strong male figure. And so what I want to talk about today is what does that look like? I think some of the other contributors here are like, um, so you have single parent home, you have kids that are raised in daycare and they don't even have really a, like a framework for what, like they don't know their caregivers even deep enough um, to be able to understand what femininity or masculinity should be. And, and that's not like we live in a culture with where you, many families need two incomes to survive. Uh, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And so, uh, that doesn't make daycare evil. It just means here is one of the obstacles that if we're going to be good models as parents to our kids, we're going to have to figure out how to be intentional in that space because you're diminishing yeah. the time that you have with your children. And that's, 
for some of us, it's unavoidable. I'm not trying to say, don't put your kids in daycare. What I'm saying is, um, it's just a reality of the world that we live in. And so if we don't understand the playing field, then we don't understand how to be strategic and intentional about how to impact it. Another reason why we don't have uh, a good understanding of what masculinity looks like is because even when there's two parents in the home, we have dads that are poor examples. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the dads are just poor examples of what it means to be a man. Either they're so insecure that they're full of bravado and they're, they're constantly trying to prove themselves and there's ego and all this stuff going on, or they're just checked out. Like they just, they come home and grab a beer and sit yeah. in their chair and you know, it's my chair, it's my time, my yeah. chair, my TV. Um, I know lots of kids, um, that grew up with a dad that had a chair. Yeah. My dad had a chair. In fact, uh, there were multiple times where I would I would be sitting in the chair because dad was off doing something and he would come in the house and be like, get up out of my chair. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, this is the chair. I, I, the it, chair. For whatever reason, you know, I just was like, okay, that affected me. Mm-hmm. I will never have a chair. Like I don't yeah. have a chair and whatever, wherever my wife is, is I'm next to her. That's my chair, you know, yep. uh, but I don't have a chair uh, in my room just because I don't want that to be transferred to my kids, that power tripping sense of masculine, because that's not masculine. That's, that's a lot of what we label as toxic is actually rooted in immaturity, not masculinity. And we need to know the difference and, and, and how to separate all those things out. And so because we have these bad examples as dads, like we confuse and either embrace it and become just like them, or we completely reject it and become the opposite of that, which probably there was some good mixed in there if we understand how to decipher all of the functional from the dysfunctional. Yeah, and I and I think there's a great cry if you actually looked at the heart of men today that you know that that are wanting to step up, but for some reason the excuses, the you know what I mean? To me now when I think about the chair or the alcohol or whatever it might be, whatever vice is that somebody is it's a it's a mask right. to whatever they're dealing with. And the reality of it is is that you know, life is not easy, and 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 being a man is not easy, especially in today's society. Yeah, and a lot. I mean, the expectations of how we're supposed to conform and be, you know, soft and get in line, and I, that's not that's not what it's meant to be. Right. And this isn't about dominating or or being a jerk about a situation. This is about this is about what men were designed to do. Yep. And and to step into that, and and I fully believe that with all my heart. And because that that vacuum has been sucked out in our society, we're, we're starting to see that. Mm-hmm. Go back a hundred years. I mean, where I remember my grandparents, I mean, like my, my little grandpa, he was a man. Like literally grew up in Utah. He was like a shepherd at 13. His, his dad was like, yeah, get these sheep like across whatever a thousand acres in Utah. You're like, how old were you, grandpa? He's like, yeah, I was 13. Right. You're like, excuse me, what? Like, right. he's like, oh yeah, I spent the night in the prairie. He's awesome. He was telling me all this great stuff. He was the guy that taught me how to fish. I was like, okay. You know, and I was like, you know, just how that skipped a generation. I mean, and that's the kind of stuff that we talk about this on the show. You have to intentionally now more than ever find hard stuff. Yep. Because that's what it takes for us to tap into our DNA about how God designed us to be like, and that, that's not just a matter of like pushing weights or chopping down trees. That's about stepping into relationships. Right. That's about 
you know, hey, this is going to be a hard conversation, but I need to have this conversation. And it's about stepping into relationships in a healthy way. Correct. Those things that keep us stuck, guys, That the things that keep us stuck in our life, and the, I'm just super passionate about this one, so I might yell. The, uh, <laughs> there's, there, the things that keep us stuck in life are rooted in the same things that keep us from understanding what it means to be men and women. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's all rooted in the same thing. I love the way you said that. And so when yep. as we're as we're getting unstuck, we've got to unravel what is what is, uh, you know. I remember somebody asked me this question: What's the what is the antidote to toxic masculinity? Healthy masculinity, yeah. <laughs> like that's the antidote. Wow, you got to buy that. What is? But that's by the way, that's true with femininity too. Toxic femininity, toxic isn't rooted in masculine or feminine. Toxic is rooted in character. Yeah. And and so whether whether you sit in that 100%. masculine or feminine space. It's, it's rooted in character. It's not rooted in your gender. And that character shows up when it's based upon principles and you grab your microphone. And you're like, no, I'm going to plant my flag here and this is who I am. And this is what I stand for. Right. It's it just, it, you know, and when we see it in society, both good or bad, cause it can, it can exist both good and bad in terms of people's voice. Right. And they're following. You're like, why are people paying attention to this? Because there's a lot of people that are afraid to be that person. Right. I mean, you're seen in different brands that are out there on social media where people are like, yeah, this is, this is who I am. And people are like, great, I want to follow that. This, this need, this desire, um, because they themselves don't possess it. Right. And, and they're not living that out. You know what I, what I think is really interesting is uh, a lot of, uh, especially in today's world, a lot of companies are trying to um, make everybody happy. They're trying to toe the middle of the road and, yeah. and that's the truth. Say they're just trying to make, and they're trying to get sales. They don't really care about you. They're, they're just trying to make everybody happy. I believe with all of my being that the companies that are going to exist in 10 years are companies that learned how to take a stand. They're companies that learn to stand for something, mean what they say, say what they mean. And, and those are the, those are the companies that are going to actually do people that are going to stand for something, you know, that have the courage to stand against the fray and do that. And we have, we have a gender identity crisis in our culture right now, yeah. rooted in the fact that we don't know how to be men and women. Well, maybe I don't have to be a man or a woman. Maybe I can be a... Yeah, and I know that there's people listening to this right now like, oh, well, the media, you know, this far-left media that controls it. Well, there's some truth to that because, you know, you see these brands try to step up and they can't get slapped. But at the end of the day, I agree with you. I say this all the time and, and the times when I get to speak and help coach people to be better at their jobs. I'm like, the most powerful word you have that you don't use enough is no. Right. Sorry, I can't help you. Yep. Like, just not a fit, can't solve the problem, whatever, versus trying to be everything to everybody. Right. It just doesn't work. And I agree with that statement a lot because the future belongs to those that step into that space. Often, you know, there's this high level of authenticity, yep. vulnerability, transparency. And as we sit here in front of our phones, I mean, this is the pathway to where things are happening today right. and in the future. Right. And that's what, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. There, there's this void about like, who's going to be real? Who's going to be honest? Um, because whoever you are, I, I want to hear what you have to say and I want to follow you. And I, and I think to take it even a step further, I love what you said there. And the, the, the liberal media is corrupting our kids. Well, why in the world are you letting them? Yeah. Like they're your children. It's like step up and parent. You know what I mean? Like, well, but I'm working all the time. Well, then you're wrong because your kid doesn't need Nikes. They need a dad. Yeah. And those are the kind of things that, um, I think we get just screwed around in our minds 
and we, we buy into the culture of materialism and hedonism, you know, of self-satisfaction and I want to just be happy and I, I want to give my kid everything by which we mean, uh, we're going to just, you know, give them all the material things, PS fives and whatever. Um, we're going to give them the latest and greatest, whatever, which here's the thing. Those aren't evil things, but they don't replace you as a parent. They don't replace you as a parent. And so for me, this is something that I think is really super, super duper core to our development as people. And we miss the boat because we're caught up in all these other things that just don't matter. So I think, um, you know, what's, what's happening right now is that culture talks about all this toxic masculinity and then ultimately winds up defining all masculinity as toxic. Yeah. You know, what makes me think just listening to you on that is because you said super duper and I was like, I like, I'm like, he's going to say something really important here. Super duper, <laughs> super duper. is amazing. Um, is we, we, and we do this as adults. And I think this is becoming more prevalent with our kids in this generation is we're forgetting that the process is more valuable than the destination, right? Like the process of helping raise our kids to step into who they are. You know what I mean? When we talk about this, you know, this theme of masculinity, you have sons, I have a son cultivating that spirit that like, listen, you're going to spend the rest of your life with this ax in your hand. You're going to chop some wood. It's going to be good days and bad days. But that process of you discovering who God designed you to be right, and what he asked and what he's asking you to step into and to touch whatever lives um, in whatever capacity, both prefer, you know, professionally as well as personally. And I think that is, is a fallout to what we're talking about. Right. Because you know, masculinity is is kind of a lifelong journey of the seasons that we go through, right? right. I mean, as I sit here, uh, I guess I'll put my age out there, almost 48. <laughs> I'll tell you. Getting you know, up there. I'll tell you. Um, you know, where I was as just, just five years ago, th- th- that was a different person. You right. know what I mean? So there's more time, there's more seasons, there's more reflection. That's part of that process. But when I talk to my son... There's sometimes this concept, you know, that I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to go call. You want to, you want to become a waiter? You're going to have to make 10 phone calls. Right. And when you step in there, you better have a a resume and you better look sharp and you better do something that others are not doing. Like be different. And, and that kind of that process of trying to cultivate, you know, the man that sits inside of him. Right. So it's a process of chiseling away at what holds us back, our fears, our insecurities, our egos, and yeah. everything that we throw in that blender and be like, that's what we got to battle every day. Right. And it's it, not easy. And for me, like I also have two daughters, which um, I don't want to hand my daughter off to an emotional child. No way. I, I don't want to do that. Like I want to know that my daughter is stepping into a marriage with a man uh, that knows how to be a man. That knows how to, and 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 when I say be a man, I'm not talking about he knows how to work on cars. I, I am literally the worst mechanic. Like, yeah, same here. I, I I understand the concept of an internal combustion engine. That's really about it. That's what mine, I know. Mine is just filling up the gas tank. That's right. <laughs> I, can put air, I can put air in their tires. Uh, air in the tires. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. You know, I could do that, but I also know how to drive to the mechanic. Yeah. Like that's, that's really my, that's how I yeah. work on cars. I can drive it to the mechanic, but that, you know, that's the thing that for me, I'm not talking about those traditional male roles or traditional female roles. I'm talking about men who know how to be men with character Men who know how to be men in a conflict with the person that they uh, that they say they love. Men who know how to be loyal. Men who know how to step into hard spaces because 
I mean, you know this, you've been married a long time. Marriage exposes you in every sense. Totally. And if you're not willing to grow through that, if you're not willing to be honest and, and lay down all that stuff, it's going to eat you alive. Yeah. Cause when I think about masculinity, I also think that there is a calmness in the storm, right? Mm -hmm. There, when, when you see somebody who can stay emotionally strong and stable, the, you know, when, when things, when there's bombs falling around, yeah. that, that, that's masculinity in a lot of ways, yep. you know, not like throwing a hissy fit, you know what I mean? We all get emotional, so we're not perfect with that, but that's also part of that process and that maturity. And it's okay. It, like I, I've, I've told my boys this since they were little, every, every man messes up. Yeah. That is human. The test of a man is what he does when he knows he's wrong. Correct. So it's not about perfection. Yeah. It's about authenticity doing the right thing more than you do the wrong thing and making, making it right when you do the wrong thing. You know, those, those are the kind of things that, and, and most people just put a flag in the ground and go, I don't care that you think I was wrong. I was right. And, you know, I think empathy, which is traditionally a feminine characteristic is one of the most masculine things that you can possess in a relationship because it's so powerful in unlocking the potential of the people that you say you love. Well, it's just a part of leadership. Yep. It, it just is. It, like a, a perfect example. Uh, the other day, um, my wife and I were talking. Um, so we have a 16 year old daughter. She spends a lot of time in her room um, because she's 16 and that's we're in the same camp. That's how they do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and my wife was like, man, I just, I just haven't seen her for a while and I miss her. Da, da, da. And I was like, I, I'm just going to go get in her room and get, step into her world. You know, she was laying on her bed watching TikTok. So I just yeah. crawled up on the bed next to her and said, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know, I want her to be, to give her heart to a man who loves her that much, who doesn't demand that she makes all the steps, but who's willing to, to pursue and chase and love her well. And, and not in a sense of pointing out where she's wrong, but in a sense of just saying, Hey, I really care about stepping into your world. Like that's, that's masculine. I agree that that because it's rooted in character. It's it's rooted in something deeper than uh, the traditional male ego is so fragile. Yeah, I think the other problem with that masculinity is, and, I, and this is something I feel like I kind of had to work through for a couple of years. To be honest with you, it was there was a sense of entitlement. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you in the last couple of years, I feel like God took a baseball bat to me. He's like, yeah, let me tell you about that. And, you know, let me beat that out of you. When you realize, you're like, well, I did this, so now I expect you to do this. Right. And I did this, and I'm providing this, so what are you going to do for me? And the reality of it is, it's like, no. Like, my job is to fight for my family. My job is to step in that and be that a constant, no wavering example, you know, to my wife and to my kids. Right. Um, and what I, what I have begun to discover, the more that... I do that and I check myself out, all of a sudden there's this whole new gate of love that kind of opens up and it's been pretty awesome, yeah. but I've had to get there. Yeah. You know? And so to me, when I think about masculinity and we talk about empathy, you know, these are all the type of characteristics that somebody should be possessing. Yep. And because that is leadership. Um, but, but there is this idea that when somebody, when a man decides to grow up, he realizes that, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to step up front. This is not about me. This is about those that I serve. And when you choose, since we're on the topic of getting married, well, then you choose, you choose the others. Right. And I think, you know, that's where I'm going to go back to the chair example. Hey, this is my chair. This is my beer. I did this all day. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that we don't respect our fathers and the hard work. That's not what I'm saying. Right. It is the lens in which 
that's your job, right? You know, and at least that's 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 my opinion because I think that, um, yeah, that is my opinion on that. Yeah, I, I'll I'll tell you a story. Uh, and again, it's one of those things. If you have character, you don't have to tell people you have character, right? Yeah. If you if you because people see even when you think they don't see, they see when you when you work hard, you don't have to tell people that you work hard. Correct. Um, when when you love well, you don't have to tell people that you love well. So when a guy comes home and he's like, "No, I I deserve to be treated this way yeah. because I am I have." Look what I've done for you. And it becomes this big, you know, ego contest of um, trying to figure out, like, do you understand how worthy I am? Like, how hard I've, I've sacrificed... That's not being a parent. Like that's that's not being a man. Yeah. No, no. You you deserve to. I deserve for you to to show me that kind of respect. Because look, look what I've done for you. Look at that bed you sleep yeah. on. That was the. And, and and here's the thing: when you act that way, guess what your kids do? They act that way. Correct. So when you're like, well, you're, you, my kids are so entitled. Why? Like where'd they learn that? Yeah. Like or where did they? I, here here's a here's a story. When I was. So my dad, um, when I, he, he had a, he, I don't know if you are familiar with guitars, but any of our guitar fans out here are going to start drooling as soon as he, I say this. My dad had a 1967 Martin D28 guitar. Here's why that matters. The Martin D28 is an expensive guitar anyway, but it was a 1967 Martin, so it was an older Martin and... The D28 pre-1969 was made with Brazilian rosewood. In 1969, they had a fire in their factory, and it wound up, um, they switched to Indonesian rosewood. So any Martin D28 pre-1969 is extra valuable. Oh, okay. Um, So I have, my dad has this incredible guitar, right? And I decided at the age of 12 that I wanted to learn how to play guitar. So I got, I, I got to learn how to play guitar on a 1967 Martin D28 guitar. Like the sound of it was unbelievable. Cool. It just was incredible. Um, when I went to college, my dad gave me that guitar. And uh, he just let me keep it. And I was like, gosh, man, that's amazing. He's like, well, you play it. You know, I don't really play it. And I, w- I want it to be played. It's super cool that my dad did that, right? Well, as I started playing it, and the, the longer I played it, the more I was like, man, every time I strum the strings, I'm afraid I'm going to break it. Um, and so I talked to my dad, and he said, well, you know, if you, um, if you feel that way, you need to sell it. Like he, he was so attached to my own success, he didn't care about this incredibly valuable, really family heirloom. <laughs> like he was yeah. handing it down generationally, right? So I sold it, and got a lot of money for it, a lot of money for it, especially for me at that age, it was just a ton of money. Uh, so I went into guitar center and, and the, and I said, Hey, I'm going to buy a guitar today and I'm going to spend a lot of money. And the guy goes, (laughs) what do you need? So I walk in and I played, played like all these different guitars. It was super cool. Anyway. So I, uh, I (laughs) bought a a Taylor, uh, guitar, um, which, and it was a higher end Taylor. It was really nice. Um, Loved it, played it uh, for years. We started uh, a church, which is a lot like starting a business. And you know, like when you when you're in those first phases, you just run lean because you don't have any extra. Yeah. Things were super tight, and uh, I did, made the decision for my family that I was going to sell my guitar. 
So now I'm walking away, not only from the history of this Martin D28, but from this one that replaced it, right? I'm, yeah. I'm like, this is the right thing to do for my family. Yeah. I, I, we need to do it. So I did it. Now, my kids were little. I mean, I think my oldest was maybe 11 or 12 at that time, which means my, my youngest would have been only two or three. Uh, four years ago, so this is 10, 15 years later, um, my my kids for my birthday, they were like, hey, we got you something. And um, they said, we want you to sit down in a chair. So I sat down in the chair and they they had decided, they pooled their money and they decided for my birthday to buy me a Taylor guitar. Wow, that's cool. And they said, dad, we wanted you to know that we saw it. And I was like, wow. I just wept, you know, I just bawled because, because it's one of those things where I was like, I don't even know, like too many men would hold that. Like, do you know the sacrifices I've made? I never brought it up to them. Like, I didn't even know that they knew. I didn't even know that they knew. That's a great story. And, and they were just like, dad, we saw. And, and I say that not, I mean, I'm, I am tooting my own horn, but um, <laughs> well, I say that because uh, number one, I have amazing kids, but number two, I want you to know that you don't have to constantly be telling people what you're doing. They see it, even when you don't think they see. And sometimes it's 10 years later before you recognize the difference you made in that person's life. Sometimes it's even longer, yep. but they see it. Masculinity, real masculinity, healthy masculinity doesn't need to constantly be touting all the things that it did to make the world a better place. That's right. Uh, it, that's ego. That's ego. And, and that is rooted in insecurity and needing validation. If I need validation, that's not masculinity. That's immaturity. That's a great story. <laughs> that's a great story. I, I just, I, I just love my kids for that, and yeah, uh, and I story. love playing that guitar, and it and it's really awesome. That's you know? so cool. Uh, still to this day, every time I play it, I'm like, gosh, I have the coolest kids. You know, <laughs> I just have the coolest kids. Uh, they're amazing. That's but, great. But that's the that's the kind of thing that I think when when you have a, a a male role model that's constantly trying to get affirmation, um, it's not like nobody's attracted to that. Like that's not healthy. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. And, and over time, eventually they either move on or write you off. They just stop listening. So masculinity that's healthy, uh, isn't rooted in those broken emotional pieces. So in order to do that, real men, real masculinity works on the hard emotional stuff, which most Modern masculinity would have tried just try to avoid it. Like we don't talk about our feelings. Yeah, uh, and and that's the thing that for me I'm just like, gosh, uh, there's so much more. If you'll, the more you work on healing those fractures on your heart, and every single one of us has them. So trying to pretend like you don't, like you have it all together, is again, it's rooted in insecurity and it's yeah. it's immaturity. It's immaturity. Call it what it is. It's not manly, uh, even though. As a rule, this isn't universally true, but as a rule, men have a tendency to fall into that trap more than women, in my experience. That's 100% anecdotal, but that's my experience. Um, but that being said, real masculinity works works towards dealing with those things. Um, and and because men won't, uh, and, and there's probably a million reasons why, but sometimes they're afraid of it and they don't want to be afraid. Sometimes they don't know that they should. Sometimes they feel like, well, if I was a real man, I'd just get over it. No. And I, and I think, yeah, so I agree with that. Then I think that's where the vices come in. You know, if it's alcohol, drugs, like whatever it is to yeah. mask the, what's really happening. Yeah. 
yeah. that's where people have just got to look in the mirror. You know, when it's just you in that mirror and you want to be honest with that voice and you're like, I'm not proud of this. It's, no, I, enough's enough. I mean, right. And I think that's where you have to die to self. Yep. I mean, a real man tries every day, and I think the word tries, Yeah, every day to, to step into something better and greater and, and because we all possess that potential. Yeah, that's it. And, and so I, I guess one of the one of the first things that I want to say about this topic is that masculinity isn't toxic. Poor character is toxic, and and, and that is so important. Whether manipulation and greed and control and um, distortion of reality and arrogance these are toxic. The problem is they're toxic in in femininity as well. Like. Toxic is toxic, whether it's masculine or feminine. Yeah. Uh, the problem is what's happened in our culture right now, and this is a reality, is that what's happened in our culture is that dominantly in the business world, most of the power positions are held by men. Now, that is becoming less and less true, and I think that's good. But um, still to this day, you, you still have um, disproportionate amount of men in leadership. There's a That's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. But what's happening is toxic masculinity has a chance to rear its ugly head more often than toxic femininity it's because true. men are in authority. Uh, and that's, it's wrong, but it, it, it's the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's toxic isn't masculine or feminine. Toxic is poor character. And, th- and that's why it's so important for us to work on. Like it, we, the answer to toxic masculinity is good character. Also the answer to toxic femininity, uh, because there are some, some women who are really toxic. Yeah, <laughs> there are. And that, and that's not an indictment on femininity. It's just that there are people who are healthy and there are people who are unhealthy. And even healthy people have parts of their life that they still need to be putting under the microscope, things that you need to be looking in the mirror and being honest with yourself. I think most people just avoid looking. I think they avoid looking in it. And I also think that, you know, when you talk about the character, it's just, it gets back to the principles, you know, we talk about on the show that you and I both know. And, and maybe a good one, I think, that can be mistaken is, is grace. Yeah. You know, there's a sense of softness with grace. But there's also a great sense of strength with grace. Yeah. I mean, you know, forgive that person, but I'm not going to allow that to happen to me again or, you right. know, whatever the situation right. is. I mean, so great men understand love and grace and forgiveness and compassion Yep. in a way that's healthy, a way that's productive, not a way that's manipulative, you know what I mean? And all those things that I think um, come from that. Yeah. Right? And so yep. that, that to me is, that is character, but that's, that's really understanding a life principle you know, we're not going to have anything new in this world. <laughs> it's always going to get back to the basics. We talk about that. If it's your health, you know, your spiritual life, whatever that is, there will always be that foundation of what you know you should be doing more of um, and just doing it more yeah. and more inconsistently. And I think when we talk about this topic and if you're listening to this and hopefully it's resonating, the idea is like, okay, what is it that I am pitching an excuse on? Right. Well, because my dad did that, you know what I mean? Like, poor me. Well, yeah. I've got that story. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, all yeah. have a freaking yep. story. Yep. So so get over it. You know what I mean? You're like, well, whoever you are, like, you want to be, a, you want to step in and, and, and be the man that, that God's called you to be? It's time to, like, go get count, whatever you got to go do. Yeah. But it's, you got to, you got to step into it and change. And, and so. I, I think that's important what you're saying. Like, yes, get over it. But if sometimes getting over it, it's like, okay, I'm not going to let that 
control me anymore. Yeah. Sometimes getting over it is, okay, I got to go do some really serious soul work. Sometimes that's, I got to go see a counselor and work that through because like abuse, like trauma is trauma. And we all, you know, if we carry trauma, you don't just flip a light switch and go, I'm done with that. You know, you got to go deal with it, but have the courage to go deal with it. That's masculinity. That's, that's healthy. Um, and running from it, you don't, by pretending it doesn't exist, you don't get over it. We all have our blind sides. Yep. We all do. And so I think that's, you know, whatever that blind side is that, you know, however you want to frame it is your kryptonite. Like you got to find ways to deal with that. Cause it, it hinders, it hinders you becoming the person that you were designed to be. Yeah. And, and I think that that is what we're talking about today because the world needs more men. It does. In a way that, that is what we're talking about today. Not this dominance or, you know, all the, the neg- no, Men that are going to lead their families, they're going to lead their their workplace with integrity, right? With with compassion and forgiveness right. and strength. And when there's times to fight a battle, they step in and they fight the battle that needs to be fought, right? For what's right and what's justice. Right. And and I think that, you know, you, you can attach one of the major words, when I think of masculinity, I think of honor. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, to yes. me, that gets tattooed right on it. It's yep. like... Because so much water falls off of that. Yeah. And I think honor is, like, if we're going to define what honor is, it's I'm never going to use you for my own ends at your expense. Yeah. Like if I'm going to leverage you to get something done and and bosses do that with employees all the time. Right. So it's not, it's not that that in and of itself is evil, but if I'm going to leverage you to get something done in my life, it's going to benefit us both. I'm never going to use you for my own ends in a yep. way that doesn't value you and help you be better as well. Totally. That's on. I think uh, masculinity has a deep sense of conviction. Like it lives by its values. Masculinity lives by a system of values. Those values need to be healthy. They don't need to be selfish or, you know, self-preservation or anything like that. Those values need to be healthy and good. Um, and, and that in that value system, you have, I think masculinity has a deep sense of truth is a profound 100%. sense of truth. Like, this is what I believe to be true. However, masculinity also still leads with compassion mm-hmm. in relationship. And you've mentioned it a couple of times. Like, and I think that's really, uh, that's something I don't want our listeners to miss. Like, yeah. y- the masculinity doesn't need to compromise truth in order to lead with compassion. And I think, you know, like right now, as we look at our country so divided over so many profound topics and everybody's yelling and screaming, that's what toddlers do. They yell and scream and throw fits. (laughs) That's not what mature adults do. Uh, To lead with compassion, to fight for understanding, to make sure that I'm hearing you and that you know that you're being seen, heard, and understood. That's masculine. I don't have to agree with you because I have a set of convictions that I live by. Correct. I don't have to agree with you, but I do have to value you as a human. And and if we can if we can adopt that approach, like a massive amount, maybe not all of them, but a massive amount of the major issues that we're facing in our country right now, I think would would be able to be resolved in a way that both sides could live. Maybe not be happy because happy is your own choice, right? Yeah. But um, but they could live in a space where like, okay, I don't agree with that, but I can. I can survive in this space. I agree. But we don't, we don't care. Like we care so much about being right. 
which by the way is rooted in insecurity. If I'm wrong, then it's a problem. You know, yeah. that's the need to be right is rooted in insecurity. Uh, it's not rooted in masculinity or femininity for that matter. But I think honor is a big one. I think uh, com- conviction is a big one. Um, I think respect is a big one for masculinity. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a huge one. I think generosity. I think real men find ways to give to the people around them. I, I think, yeah, I was going to go with servanthood because I think a, a true man's quest in, in doing what they're called to do is not so much to gather, but to serve. Yeah. Because when you serve in this society, I don't care who you are, or how far you want to go back, then awesome things happen, right? right? Because because other people's lives benefit. You're solving problems or whatever that might be. But you know, to me, it's that servanthood attitude. It's a different lens. Yeah. It's a completely different lens than just, you know, I'm going to go out to get versus to serve. And I think when you talk about the 87-day invitation and our uh, seven habits that we rooted into that, that's why we have affirmation and generosity totally. as a daily habit, because because that's mature. Like, that's yeah. what mature men do. Yep. They find ways to make the people around them better, both by serving them and by building them up. Yeah. They look for it. And it... it it changes the way that you look at other people when you're looking for the things that they're doing well, rather than trying to find all the mistakes that they're making. That's right. Uh, and it, it's just so much more valuable. I, I, I think another one is work ethic. Uh, healthy masculinity works hard. It, I, at its core. <laughs> I, yeah. I, when, I, I think I've told this story before on this podcast, but when my son-in-law came to ask for my daughter's hand in marriage, my oldest daughter who's married, um, I, I said... I only want two things from you as my son-in-law. I said, everything else will fall into place if you just have these two things. I want you to always love the Lord, and I want you to always work hard. I don't care what you do. I don't care yeah. if you're making minimum wage. If that, if, that's, if that fulfills you, I want you to go do it, but work hard. Yep. Uh, life never moves forward when we live it in a minimum compliance mindset, the, doing the minimum that we can do to get by. We only move forward. We make progress when we give maximum effort. That's right. Uh, and so I think masculinity leads the charge on that, on hard work. You know, and I, and I was just thinking back to a couple comments that we made earlier in the show, like, you know, going back to the single parents. You know, so if you're listening to this right now and you're like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm trying the best that I can and we completely respect that, um, then try to, you know, find opportunities for your kids to, to see and be around that. If it's a grandparent or a friend or a mentor, you know, whatever that might be right. so that, um, you know, they get exposed to what, what does that look like? And or, that's not just for young boys. That's also for young girls at the same time. Yeah. Just to understand that. Watch that's the cool. movies that they watch with them. Yeah. And then, and then at the end of the movie, rather than going, hey, guys, that was fun. Let's go to bed now. Have a conversation with them. Yeah. Like if you're if you're a uh, if you're a single mom and you're like I don't know what it means to be uh, masculine. I don't. I'm not masculine, and this is this is already a struggle, and you're heaping shame on me. No, no, no. You don't have to actually even have it all figured out. You know what you're looking for in a man. Let's watch a movie together and see how the men in that movie play uh, their roles, and then say, Hey, how did you feel about that? Was that? Yeah. 
Was that good? Was that bad? Like have an intentional conversation and, and you don't even need to know like where you're taking them. Just listen to what they say. Correct. They'll open up their hearts to you and give you opportunities to speak life into that. Uh, and, and I promise you as their mother, you will weigh in for the young boys that you're raising uh, and they will hang on to it. Yeah, I know my boys still talk about conversations they've had with their mom about what it means to be a man, and they've they've taken it to heart. Like That's they cool. they have rooted it in their lives. Like these are parts of their belief system now. So it doesn't have to always be a man being you know the the influence. Although you can leverage male influences, both healthy and unhealthy ones, for positive impact on developing. Yeah. The kid that you want to be, you know, uh, I think we all have teachers, um, coaches. Uh, I know I have coaches that I thought were incredible examples of what it means to be men. Totally. And I had some that were really lousy, yeah. uh, both exhibiting quote unquote, traditional max masculinity and yet, um, really doing it in very different ways. And so yeah. having those as a, as a framework, they won't know to call attention to it unless you do it as their parents. So be intentional about that. Yep. I think that, and we talk about intentionality so much on this podcast, but that really is the key. Like it's not about having all the perfect scenarios. It's about leveraging whatever you're given intentionally to bring about the results that you desire. Yeah. The only way you can connect is you got to seek to understand and got to listen to the heart. Yeah. A couple of other quick ones. This is, this has been a longer podcast, but gosh, this is an important one. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, redirecting praise and glory, uh, Weak men absorb praise. Strong men push it through to other people. Weak men take the credit for other people's work. Strong men celebrate and even sometimes give other people credit for their own ideas. Yeah. Like that. And that's so hard. It's so hard because you're like, no, I really want to look like I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, I think that's a big piece of masculinity. And here's the other thing that I think is a big piece of masculinity. And again, this, this isn't an exhaustive list. And by the way, just as a side note, we would love to hear uh, what's on your list of masculinity. Yeah. So you can email us about that. But I, I think one of the key pieces of masculinity is that you, you're living for something bigger than yourself. For Jason and I, that's obviously our relationship with the Lord and, and uh, letting, you know, and being, being a part of the world functioning as we believe God created it to function um, because the world is ordered in a way to, to succeed best. And I'm talking about all aspects of the, all aspects of creation succeed best when we live consistent with the created order. Yep. Uh, and so that, that's something that for me, um, is really significant. You got to have a purpose bigger than yourself. Um, every male that I know, uh, and I think there's research to back this up, but um, every male that I know, the ones that are living for something bigger than themselves are succeeding at a far higher level than the ones that are just trying to survive day to day. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think that um, you know when you talk about wild at heart, I think you know. John Eldridge, right? Mm -hmm. He he does a great job at talking about the three things, you know, that, that make up a man's heart. And, and that's one, like, you know, what it, what is the journey that, that you're going to walk through life? You know, what's the battle that you're going to go fight? Right. And I think that battle is, is, is all about purpose. And to me, that's why I, I use the adjective servanthood when I think about masculinity, because the lens is different. You know, we, we, we don't value enough servanthood because servanthood spawns 
you know, I'm just going to put it in the business lens. Uh, it, it, it spawns greater problem solving, in my opinion. Right. Um, which then produces, you know, greater output and, and, you know, and, and it just, it just flows over in all of the aspects of our lives. And I personally think every male wants to, wants to have purpose. Right. They want to know that their lives mattered. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's part of how God designs us. Like I've got a battle for you to fight and it's different for you, Aaron, then it's different for me and Tom and Sue, you know what I mean? All of that. And right. so finding out what that is, is, is critical to stepping into masculinity. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, I think in the big picture, when we think about what is a man, like who's the, your picture of a man, we often put it in terms of like a George Patton or a, you know, somebody that's a great leader, somebody that's a great, a commander of thousands. That's a man. I would just offer that while that may be the call of certain men, masculinity isn't rooted in how many people they control. It's rooted in the character with which they conduct their lives. And that that's the part that we are sorely lacking. What do we say yes to? And more importantly, what are we willing to say no to in order to bring about the betterment of everyone around us? But that's the thing that makes us fundamentally human, right? Like the, the unique role of humanity in all of creation is that humans are the one part of creation that is able to say no to its desires for the purpose of the well-being of all that around it. Yeah. Like dogs can only be dogs. Like my, yep. when there's food on the counter, the dogs are going to jump up and get it. They're just going to. Why? Because they're dogs and I can spank them and I can punish them. I can yeah. kennel them. I can do whatever. Guess what they're going to do the next time there's food on the counter? Because they can't say no. Uh, orange trees can only make oranges. They can't say no to that. Humans have a designed function and can lay that aside for the well-being of those around it. It's like, it's like this unique role that we have in creation. And I think real masculinity maximizes the potential of the people around them by sometimes living into what they're supposed to be and by sometimes laying it down. I even think to the point that those around you deserve the best you. Yep. Right? Like if you think about it. Yep. The, the, like, if we're going to talk about serving others, then that, that requires, if you think about it fundamentally, that requires me being worried less about myself and doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing because those that are around me deserve the best version of Jason. Yep. And, and I think, you know, as I was just thinking about and trying to summarize all of this, you're like, that's what this is about. Right. You know, and and um, and how do you cultivate that? What does that look like? And I think we've talked about it on this, and I think there's the other podcast where we've really talked around, you know, what are the standards and the different disciplines that that you can be honest with yourself around. But to me, the people around you deserve the best you. Yep. And that's going to require sacrifice. Yep. Absolutely. So in conclusion, yeah, men, it is okay to be men. It is okay to be strong. It is okay to stand in. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to protect. It's okay to stand in and be strong for the people that are around you when, when they're not at the expense of your own laying aside your own emotions, but knowing when to process those properly uh, in a way that maximizes the benefit for everyone around you. It's okay to do that. It's not okay to fall into the, the traditional cultural bravado and arrogance and which is all rooted in insecurity. If you need to constantly be shoving your weight around, um, look at how awesome I am. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's not masculinity. That's immaturity. That's childishness. That's what that is. Yep. So call it what it is. That's not masculinity. It is toxic, but it's not masculinity. Um, 
And that to me is the key difference. Masculinity is rooted in character and we need to be intentional about developing character in our children. Uh, and if we don't do that, um, we're losing, we're losing it. We need to be intentional about developing character in ourselves, like to be willing to, to stare at ourselves yeah. in the mirror and, and to do what it takes to kill that broken self, whether that's just changing behavior or changing mindset or going to get help with that or whatever it is, have the courage because courage is masculine, have the courage to go do what it takes to be the best version of you yep. so that the people around you can be better. Best said. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think I what, didn't yell and I didn't jump out of my chair. No, you didn't. And I, I'm a testimony to that. So, um, <laughs> I think, you know, just my last comments on it is something that you said. You know, an orange tree only produces oranges. And that is what I feel like in summary of this is as, as if I was listening to this and reflecting on it, like, you know, who, who, am, who am I, like, who, what, what, what fruits am I bearing? Right. Like, you can call yourself whatever freaking tree you want to call yourself. <laughs> but if I'm like, that's an orange. Yeah. You know, like, well, okay, good or bad, like, whatever that is, it's like, that, that's where it needs to be. And so speak that truth to yourself. Yep. You know, and um, and if you're a mom that's listening to this, you're a female, like speak that speak that truth to that, because everything that you just described about masculinity, we can't forget the other side about seeking to understand. Yeah. Seeking the heart for those that are around us and all of that strength. So this is this has been an awesome topic. So I'm glad God put it on your heart. Yeah. Well, and and I just to add, you just sparked one more thought. Dang it. You sparked one more thought. Uh-oh, he's about to get up. <laughs> he's going to throw, throw a chair. He's no. going to throw a chair. Um, if, you're, if you're a single mom and you're struggling with anger towards the partner that left you, don't take it out on your sons. Don't be like, don't be a man because this is what men do. Men leave. Men, no. Men don't leave. Men don't abandon you. And I'm so sorry that you found yourself alone because of yeah. getting connected to a, somebody who wasn't a man. Men hang in there. Men stay the course. Men fight for the relationship. Men make the best out of hard situations. That's what men do. Correct. Um, boys do foolish things. Yeah. And 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 so you can do better for your for your children by investing positive into them rather than reinforcing the negativity that you've experienced, which was wrong. It was wrong that you experienced that. We would love to hear your list. What, what do you add to uh, the masculine list? What's the character traits of, a, of healthy masculinity? Um, you can email us, jason at ariel-tribe.com or aaron at ariel-tribe.com. Or if you have any ideas about the show, we'd love to hear that as well. Um, yep. Think topics that you'd love to hear us discuss. Um, you can email us about those things and we'll work those in. Um, but thank you guys for listening. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on this show. Uh, like and follow the podcast. Tell people about it. Share it. Share it. Yeah, yeah. please. Um, all that stuff helps us. And uh, I'm, I ain't too proud to beg. So, Because uh, <laughs> that would be childish, not yes. masculine. Anyway, until next time, guys, thanks for listening. And we'll be back real soon.